Hey, welcome to MNF Reps. I am Zach, and today I'm speaking with Joe DeSena. He is the CEO and founder of Spartan and the Death Race. He is also a New York Times bestselling author, and he hosts a TV show on CNBC. Our discussion touched on how the business of obstacle course racing has changed since COVID. I also got candid with Joe and asked him some personal questions regarding motivational issues that I've been having, as well as if he ever wanted to quit something and what prevented him from doing it. Huge thanks to Gatorade GX app for sponsoring this episode of MNF Reps. You can download the app right now on iOS. And guess what? It's free. I've been actually going through some motivation issues and I'm trying to figure out why. And you're always somebody that doesn't pull punches, but also has a lot of insight and, and wisdom. Have you ever gone through that, some sort of a rut in your lifetime? And how did you pull yourself out of it? Or are you somebody that's consistently able to just kick your own ass and not have to, you know, can avoid those pitfalls? And so no one's gonna wanna hear this. It's gonna piss everybody off. But this idea of working from home, now I know I know it works for a lot of folks like software engineers or whatever, you know, pick, pick the trade where it works. There's a negative unintended consequence to it. And I think it's what we're seeing. You're in this little confined space. You're not being poked and prodded. You're not being energized or sparked by somebody around you that's doing something. And it's lonely. Like you're not seeing new faces. And, right. and so people don't want to hear it. They don't want to. They don't want to drive the car and deal with the traffic. And you know, I get all that, but it's got some negative, unintended consequences. That ritual of early morning, get the sweat on, take the cold shower, eat breakfast fast, get in the car. Like that ritual, there's something to it, yeah. right? As Admiral McRaven says, if you want to change the world, start by making your bed. And the idea is gain a little momentum in the morning. So anyway, consider that number one. Number two, you've heard me say it. Five million times. You gotta have a date on the calendar. You just gotta put a date on the calendar. It's always the date doesn't count on the calendar if it's not uncomfortable. So if it's something you don't want to do, you probably need to do it. When when people say to me, you know, board members, potential investors over the years, you know, why do you do all these different things? Why don't you just stick to obstacle racing? And it's like because I just don't know what's gonna tickle that person and get them going. You know, like lately I've been addicted to the fan bike. I've been sitting because I, I want to watch my boys wrestle. I get on that bike. But that wasn't my, I, I never even sat on one prior yeah. to 10 months ago, you know? So I just, you don't know what the thing is gonna be. Yeah, those things are beasts, by the way. Those things, they creep up on you. <laughs> I've been doing religiously now, 300 calories like every day on the thing. And I push hard some days, I go a little easier. This morning, I got in there, the coach threw me in with the kids and they were <laughs> doing like 30 second, like hard as you could go. Oh my God, it changed the game. I heard you say something on the pilot of your show, No Retreat Business Bootcamp. In most cases, like fear is fiction, right? Well, um, yeah. Would you mind elaborating on that a little bit? Because I really did, uh, I thought that was interesting. Yeah, well, like, first of all, let's, let's take a 100,000 feet up and say the number one motivator for a human being, for all of us across the world, is the avoidance of discomfort. Our brains require a lot of energy to operate. They require like a really thick, extension cord with a lot of juice going in and so anytime we're going to do something uncomfortable the brain is worried that the extension cord is going to get unplugged and it's a threat that made sense a thousand years ago five thousand ten thousand years ago right because those challenging things we might freeze to death right we may get eaten by a lion right those, those were those were re things that yeah. we should avoid right and, and we, just, we just wanted to survive but but Today, um, we go to do the workout early in the morning and our brain is using that same functionality, that same programming and it's, oh, 
you need a cup of coffee first. You need to uh, read the news first. You need to check social media. And before you know it, 45 minutes have gone by and you still haven't gone and done that uncomfortable thing. Right. Same holds true, you know, for bigger things. And that's, that's where the fear is coming from. The fear is coming from that subconscious programming in the brain that's saying, oh, you can't, you can't do this could happen or that could happen. The reality is 99.9% .9 of those things that could happen that your brain is processed, they're not going to happen. Those things are not like, so it, it's, it's, it's a false fear. And I actually use it for fuel because I say, if I don't want to do that, like that's what I was saying to you before, I probably need to do it. I really don't want to swim across that bay. I already did my workout. I'm afraid of sharks. You know what, Joe, you got to do it then. We, we got a policy, you got to do it. How do you flip that switch though? So there's people that I, I feel like they get wrapped up in the anxiety or the a what if and that fear that, that you said, and you're right, when you, when you really step back and look at it at the big picture, it's probably not gonna happen. And if it does, it's not gonna be as bad as you're playing it out most likely. So have you ever been scared? Uh, and is there a time that you have been afraid of something and maybe it was fleeting, maybe it came and went, but was there any time recently that you remember that you felt something and it was foreign and you maybe you blocked it out or pushed it out, but even if it was a, a split second? I mean, look, I'm going through hell right now with the business, just trying to stand it all back up around the world. And it's spooky and scary every day, trying to get this machine going again, coming out of COVID. There are days it would be so much easier to just call you and get a job. Like, it's just <laughs> so much easier. Like, and, but I got it like, lately what I've learned is like, just go to bed, just go to bed. You wake up in the morning, you'll be fresh. You'll get that workout and you'll take that cold shower and then you'll live to fight another day. Yeah, again, it sounds so simplistic, but it's just like, I, you just gotta keep moving forward. That makes sense. I keep reading that people are now moving back into doing more group activities. Like, I'm sure that the courses and the races must be filling up. So what is, is it just what happened when you had to shut down? You said that you're in the business of bringing people together to be doing things and then nobody can get together. So. Is it just trying to recoup some of the losses? Yeah, I mean, that's exactly what it is. It's a big balance sheet issue, which was created because we got shut down for over two years. And so while we were shut down, very similar to Shackleton being stuck in the ice and having to eat his dogs to survive, right? On his on a famous expedition, we were stuck in the ice for over two years. We burned an enormous amount of capital. We had 450,000 people at that point in time that were planning on doing a race that couldn't. They wanted to burn me at the stakes. I had to give them two entries for every one, right, to satisfy folks that were angry that the races got canceled, which I had nothing to do with. And, and so that's $90 million then of tickets that I gave away for free. And when we relaunch, which we relaunched in 2022, the first $90 million, so that, you know, so it's just, it's just our reality. I'm not sitting here complaining. I didn't take it that way at all. So what do you do then reinvigorate the people or try to pull them back or try to let them know that, hey, by the way, we're back? Because you have a lot of different no, properties, the, right? The races themselves, every, this weekend we have five events going on. They're almost all sold out. Like, yeah. They are coming back, you're right. But that is not solving the issue from way back when. I guess now it's what, just look forward, try to come up with creative ways to do things like you got the Unbreakable Pass, which gives access to so many different things, whether it's peak races or it's death race, or it's, you know, uh, like you said, the bike races, there's so much to do. And this just gives you that kind of like a free pass, essentially you pay for it and then you can go do whatever, right? 
Yeah, we, we wanted to book people's calendars for the next decade, basically nine years. And we wanted to bring all the brands together. Very hard to explain to folks what Death Race is or what M2O is or De DECA or Tough Mudder. Like, let's have a way to pull it all together with one message. And, and that was the idea. Uh, one pass for one moment in time. Be good for the company, right? We'll sell, we'll sell sure. some tickets, try to, try to recoup some of those losses during the pandemic. I spoke to two people that have it and they were saying the same thing. They are booked. That, that's why they got it. They're like, look, it just made sense when I stepped back and I, you know, not even just did the math on just Spartan races, but now they're going to be doing more. You need the reason, right? You, if, if somebody owns that second home, they find themselves going to visit it, even though they weren't like they're forced to go use that home. Right. Um, and so that that's what this is. We again go back to the basics. We avoid discomfort at all costs more than sex, drugs and rock and roll. That's our motivator. And so if I could give you if we could give you reasons, give myself reasons to uh, get off the couch, put down Netflix and um, go out in the rain. I mean, that's what we do. That's our that's what we do. Mental toughness, I've read that you put it right up there with physical toughness, right? How is that a key to performance? 99.9% .9 of the time you quit because your brain tells you to quit. Sure, we do get injured, right? And so an injury will stop you. But outside of an injury, the brain says you can't run anymore. The brain says you can't do any, any more push-ups. The brain says you can't do any more, whatever the thing is. And so how do we get the brain to not stop before the body needed to actually stop? I found that when I did crazy races around the world, that I would mentally quit eight days before I actually needed to quit. Thank God the races I competed in were out in the middle of nowhere. And I had like, if you quit, there's not a bus that shows up. So like, and I found that, oh my God, I was done eight days ago, but somehow I persevered through because I had to. I always found it interesting, right? I came across the New York Marathon finish line the first time ever and I collapsed. And I sat there and I thought, why didn't I collapse at 25 miles? Why did I collapse at 26.2? Why didn't I collapse at 29 miles? Because my mind saw the finish line and that's where I collapsed. So, so if we could strengthen the mind, uh, we're gonna just get further in everything we do. How do you strengthen the mind? Well, you, you, gotta, you gotta flex that muscle. You gotta practice hard shit. You gotta take yourself to that breaking point and then somehow inch out another eight days. That's all the, the questions I got, because I know you got to jump, but I'm a huge fan of yours and I love hearing in your advice and anything I can do to help out Spartan and all of the brands, I'm down, always. I love that you talk to me. I don't get very many people that want to talk to me unless they need something. <laughs> all right, Joe, take it easy, man. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening. I know that was quick, but I cut out a lot of me rambling and double talking and uhs and ums. And boy, do I need to get better at this. And sorry about the music. Somebody helped me out with the editing of this and put it in the back. I didn't get the file, so I couldn't turn it off. I spent way too long trying to diminish it and I gave up. So sorry. Thanks to Joe. Thanks to the folks at the Gatorade GX app. And thank you. Look, you don't have to like, subscribe or comment or any of that stuff. It'd be a lot cooler if you did.